Hey, hey, y'all. It's your girl, No Mercy. It's Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for another episode of No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. <clears throat> Some of you probably already know who I am. For those of you, if you are new here, my name is Brooke Millbrook, formerly known in the fight game as Brooke No Mercy Deardorff. I am a retired professional boxer, held the WBC lightweight title until I retired, and I was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame 2022. I've been through some good, some bad, and we all know a lot of BS in the sport of women's boxing, but welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk and we walk the walk. We bring out the truth in women's boxing. You will hear from pioneers of the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers. We get down and dirty, speaking the truth of what takes place in women's boxing. You don't want to miss a single show, so please make sure you guys sub sub subscribe, share, uh, so you don't miss a single episode here every Tuesday night with me and my special guests. But today, today, guys, I'm sitting down with a phenomenal, phenomenal woman, the lady of boxing, Ava Knight. <clears throat> she has an, she had an outstanding amateur record of 28 and four before turning pro in 2008. Ava's career has been nothing short of awe-inspiring. In 2008, she claimed the IFBA North American Bantamweight title after a very hard-fought eight-round unanimous decision against previously also undefeated Kalisha West, who we added on the show a few weeks ago. The two did meet again, though, in 2011, resulting in a draw. In the same year, though, she knocked out Arila Musino, securing the IBF flyweight title and earned the prestigious awards like WBAN's Fighter of the Month and the Hottest Rising Star for November 2011. As her journey prog progressed, so did her victories, though. In 2012, she claimed the IBF flyweight title, the WBC Diamond Flyweight. In 2013, she added the WBC Silver Flyweight title. And 2014, another WBC International Flyweight title. Her pro career stands at 20 wins, 2 and 5. She has shared the ring with the best of the best in the business. Uh, like we talked about, Kalisha West, Juarez, Musino, Sharon Gaines, Elena Reed, Anne-Marie Torres, Crystal Hoy. That's just to name a few. But let's get her in here. Help me welcome Ava to the show. What's up, champ? How are you? It's such a pleasure to have you join me on the show. I know your life's busy, but I appreciate you finding time. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, that's awesome. I know it's always, it's fun for me talking to everybody because it's just like, I don't know, it's reminiscing. It's just such good memories and you don't talk about it unless people ask and that doesn't happen too often. So it's kind of nice just to talk about it and just reminisce about the good old days. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, why don't you start from the beginning? Take us back. Childhood, what led you to the sport of boxing? Uh, I came into boxing. There was like I, I'm from a small town, Chico, in in Northern California, which is a big party 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 city. But um, we have a big university. But there was just one small gym. There was an older man, Joe Joe Rodriguez. He was from the Bronx, New York, Puerto Rican man that served in the military over 30 years, and he boxed his whole career. So he opened up a gym, and I just happened to walk in that gym and just fell in love with boxing. It was, I wasn't a bad kid though. I know a lot of people have that story where they're a bad kid and boxing. Yeah, I didn't have that story either. 
Yeah, so I don't have that that pictured perfect, you know, boxing story, but but I could say that boxing just changed my life forever. I mean, I'm still a good kid after that. I think I was probably better after boxing, after starting, and it just became something that I had wanted to conquer. Yeah, yeah, and you started off quickly with your amateur career, um, accumulating a record of 28 and four. Um, what then after the amateurs drove you to make the transition to the pros in 2007? Yeah, well, you know, 284 doesn't seem like a lot to me, uh, especially with the way the, the way that girls have fights now. But I know back, well, now, the day, back then that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's still compared to, to Southern California. It wasn't because I know Kalisha had a lot more than me. Yeah, she, yeah, and I don't know how you guys had that many fights. I couldn't get fights. Like I had 15 fights, I think, before I turned pro. Oh wow! And I, and I, and I, to be completely honest, I'm pretty sure that some of that 24 is walk, you know, walk walk bys or whatever you call them. I forget what you call them. Uh, walkovers or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, Kalisha had a lot of fights. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's I think that well, a lot of that was because her dad, who her dad is, and he could just get fights everywhere. Mm -hmm. I just think girls in Southern California always had fights too, because it was a very condensed area with a lot of um, fighters. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I was in Chicago, but, and I just really, the only time I got fights very rarely on club shows, usually it was only like at the gloves or the nationals. So then yeah. I was finally like in the last year I went uh, for the gloves the last year, everybody either went up in weight or down in weight when I signed up. So I didn't have anybody fight. So I'm like, okay. Like, oh wow! It's the point now. Like we're we might as well either go pro or just forget it because I'm not getting people don't want to fight. Yeah, that that's that's how I started. It was yeah. I was just in Northern California. I'm like I'm not moving, you know, and I'm not going anywhere. So I might as well just turn pro. There's no, you know, the girls that the amateurs they're either too big or too small for me to just keep fighting. And then I had fought four girls, at I least three or four times each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you understand. Yeah, I did that too. That's so funny. Yeah, most of them people are the same people over and over again because they're the only ones that want to fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, tell us about the experience winning the IFBA Bantamweight title in 2008 against the girl we were just talking about. And I spoke with her about this too. So phenomenal fight. Kalisha West, your first time, both undefeated. Tell us about that fight and what it felt like to win that title. I know when I when I took that fight or when it, we got that call for that fight, my coach is one of those guys that says, you, you fight anyone, no matter who they are, how many fights they have. He always thought I was the best. And and I believed in him. I really did. And, and, and I did. He he was one of the best. So I guess um, getting that call, they're like, oh, Kalisha West. And the internet wasn't as much as it is now. You can't go on Instagram and check everyone out. Or we, I think we had, uh, what was it? Um, not Facebook, but oh, we had um, MySpace. Yeah, you could look on MySpace, but even then, like, if you didn't know the algorithm, yeah. <laughs> you didn't you didn't find anything. But uh, I knew that she was really good. But again, my coach was like, "You, you, you can do it. You can do it." Um, she had a lot more fights than I did, and I think she walked in thinking that I was just. I don't know what she thought, but I was assuming that she thought I was just some little bum from Northern California, yeah. you know? So it was exciting. I walked, I, I, I was prepared for that fight. I was prepared for her and I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I threw off her game plan. I just fought her. I fought her and I brought her to a place where she, that's not something that her and her father practice. And 
it was a it was a fight. It was a real fight, and it was good. And I was it was great to beat her. Yeah. I was talking about it now. I think she gave me the biggest lump on my forehead I've ever had from my head, but but uh, yeah, it was that was the first start that I really thought that I was I was kind of good. Yeah, that you're like you know what maybe he's right because I just because she's phenomenal and I just beat her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And well, and then not long after that, 2011, you guys did get the rematch. I'm assuming mm -hmm. you know everybody wanted the rematch. Um, but that one did go to a draw. What was the difference between the first fight and the second fight? Do you think that it was ruled a draw? Uh, I think she. it was a hometown decision. That's what I really think. Okay. Location? <laughs> location? I could say that because we were in her backyard, even though she says it's not her hometown. It's her backyard. Um, but uh, I, I feel real, real bad about that fight. I know we took that fight against her, but we wanted more money. And even more money is like $7,000. You know what I mean? It's not what it is now for the men. Right. Or even though term for the men, it wasn't the same. And I know she fought me for free, but I remember we weighed in. We had already become friends at that point. And uh, I didn't have to cut weight, but I even went with her and, and cut weight with her. Uh, we had a good time. I mean, the fight... The fight was different for sure. She stuck to her game plan, and I think I got hit more than I should have. Yeah. But I, neither one of us got beat up, you know. Yeah. So I think it's if anything, we're draw. Yeah. But for yeah. me to think that if we're in her backyard and we got yeah. a draw, I think I, I mean, I thought I won. So yeah. Well, <laughs> shit, that happens every day. I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I have not seen your second fight with her, so I knew. Is that is it on the is it on YouTube? I no, I don't think there's any uh, any video of it that I can. I don't think I've ever. I don't. I just haven't seen that second fight, so I can't even tell you my opinion because I haven't seen it. Yeah, and I believe we fought at like twelve midnight. Like it was so late. Oh, that's crazy. It was it was insane, and and the fact that we were in a bull uh, a bull ring. Yeah. So, I mean, it stunk. It's 12 at night. We're just wow. done. We get out of there. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, is what it is. Too bad yeah. we didn't get the trilogy, though. The mm -hmm. trilogy would have been nice. Yeah. I know she got into that real bad car accident. I think we could make it happen. And yeah. I think it would be a great fight. I think it would, it be, would be. It would be just as good as any of these girls fighting now. Oh, my God. But, I, know. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if she's going to come back. But if she does, she knows I'm ready. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't, I don't think so, but you never know. You never yeah. Know. Um. So, but after that, 2000, same year, 2011. Is it Musino? Is that how you say your name? Musino. Musino. Uh, second round knockout. Uh, AFBA flyweight title. Um, that must have been an exhilarating moment. Also, um, can you take us through that fight with her and how it felt to secure another title? Uh, I know. I think I had already fought Ana Maria Torres, which I think at that moment was like pound for pound, one of the best girls, best in Mexico for sure. And uh, probably in the world, top 10 for sure. Yeah. She, she, she had held the WBC for so long. Wow. And I don't know how uh, Monsignor won the bout, but I know that they called me thinking again, I would just, at that point in my career, I just kept getting calls to be an opponent, you know, yeah. and, I, and I, for years later, I still did, but they called me and they couldn't believe that I walked out there and I knocked her out so quickly. They couldn't believe yeah. it. Well, that's what it is. 
I mean, it happens. It happens. And anybody can be knocked out. It doesn't matter who it is. Anybody can be stopped. It only takes one mm -hmm. punch for that matter. But um, that's the funny thing I think about a lot of these people who hold titles for so long. They just think that they're almost invisible. And as long as they can go the distance, they'll retain the title. Mm -hmm. So they just, I think they overlook fighters is the problem. They That's don't yeah. they just overlook people and then they're not mm -hmm. properly prepared. And when you got someone who's coming in that's prepared and hungry, then if you're not ready, a punch is going to knock you down. Of course. So. Um, yeah. And, and I know that I just, I don't want to say I'm, I wasn't bigger than her, but I, I, I do think I, for 112, I was a big puncher at that time. I know when I changed to uh, trainers, I think everything changed when I was boxing more than I was fighting. But yeah. uh, I still don't think that changed. I still think I have one of the biggest punches punches at 112. Yeah, I would agree because I would agree with that 100%. And I, I say that because looking back when, because we fought at the same time, um, but I always pictured you as a heavier fighter than 112. Like <laughs> when I would look at you, I'm like, she's like a featherweight. Like I would have pictured you like at 126 or, but you were so much lighter, but you didn't look that, that size. No, and I didn't even walk around. I always walked around 120 or less. I, I was never big either. Yeah, because when I fought at what I walked around at, where I went up, because I didn't, I didn't really have much to lose at the time, and I did, I didn't want to um, drain myself mm -hmm. and then be tired. But yeah, I don't know. I always just pictured you as bigger. For some reason um but after that um you were named w band fighter of the month hottest rising star 2011. i think that to me i consider that a remarkable achievement anything um, i've always felt any um note like notoriety from the w band was huge back then because that was literally the only platform that supported women Sue Fox, yeah. w band. um so for to get those accolades on your record i thought was huge at the time um, did that impact your confidence or motivation in the ring at all? Uh, I, yeah, I think because, I, you know, Sue, Sue was really, like you said, one of the only women out there pioneering for for female boxing. Um, yeah. I, I think we can't, you know, you and I were both at this time in, in the history of female boxing where we had just hit the falling out period. You know, yeah. when Layla Ali left, nobody cared anymore, right? Yeah. Just because we exactly. had to so there, it was big before us, and now it's getting bigger after. I wouldn't say after us, but at this time right now, yeah. um, I'm not done yet. But uh, yeah, so it's just to have WBAN support me and always put me out there like that. I thought that was great. You know, there's there's just some kind of feeling of just having some notoriety of of people just noticing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, just giving you props for that you deserve really is all it all it is. Um, I know each time I got fighter of the month or anything, it was just like, oh, out of all the fights this month, like that's awesome. Cause I mean there was always good fights back then. There was always good fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like an extra icing on the cake, that's all. Um, shortly after that though, twenty twelve you captured multiple titles. I uh, the IBF flyweight, WBC Diamond Flyweight. Um, two belts in one year. That's a big accomplishment, especially for women. We didn't always get the opportunities for fight for titles back then, mm -hmm. or multiple titles. Um, tell us about those fights. What that, what that, what does it mean to you to hold all the titles? Does that like mean, any, is it anything special or is it just belts for you? 
Yeah, well, I, I will just to mention it because I'm I'm a little bitter about it. I guess the IBF. Um, between that, I wasn't winning the IBF. I was constantly defending my belt. I actually got more defenses than any other fighter in one year, which was 2012. Yeah. And more than any man as well. And they sent me this plaque that's so shitty. And they sent it to me five years later. I never got an invite to the actual convention. Like, I feel real shitty about the way the IBF treated me. And when I fought Mariana for what the, the, the fight you're talking about, they wouldn't let me unify the IBF and the WBC at that time. They would not. Like, the WBC Diamond was the only thing because it's not a title that can be defended, you know? Right. So I won that, but I was really uh, upset that I couldn't have both belts. Like, now women are getting unified. They're getting yeah. all the belts. And we I talk about that, like, all the time because it's frustrating for me because we didn't, there wasn't even such a thing as unifications then. Mm -hmm. Like, it was impossible. It was unheard of. Nobody did it. Um, even before us, nobody unified all the belts. Mm -hmm. Now it's like everybody is is unified. And I'm like, God damn, like, why couldn't this have been like even five years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm happy for them, don't get me wrong, but it's frustrating because it's like, man, we, I like just missed like the peak of women's boxing where they're getting money and they're getting unifications and they're getting the recognition. <laughs> that we didn't get and it's like uh you're just like a hair away from being there yeah but yeah but that sucks um that they did that um that's just it's a shame i can't what is the flag what was the flag for uh, i almost want to grab it and give it to you it was for having the most um the most title defenses let me just grab it because it's right on my wall i'm gonna grab it So this is the plaque they got me. Now, it doesn't even say IBF. No, it doesn't. At all, which upset me. I, I think at the time you got this on, on um, the internet for like maybe 40 bucks. I don't know how much you get the plaque for, but I hear everyone else got rings for their yeah. belt. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing. And I, I'm really upset about that. Like, I'm so bitter. <laughs> I'm so I'm calling you out. If you're watching this freaking interview, you better get your shit together. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's not even that. Oh, I want a ring or anything, but it just—I just, I just you, felt like, uh, like if you do it for everybody else, then why would you not do it for me? Yeah, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. If if all the male fighters or other fighters are getting that, and then you don't, and then you broke a record on top I, of I that, just, I just want to be treated fair. That's it, you know. Yeah, like it's. It, Equality across mm -hmm. the board. Um, so yeah, that's shitty. Well, I wouldn't want to fight for them. <laughs> I'm glad I never fought for them. Yeah, I, I actually. And, and then when we came for the, I was like, "Can't we unify it?" And they said, "No, you have to pick one." And I said, "Well, I and want. I would have rather had the WBC, but I said, you know what? Since I've been defending this IBF title, I'm gonna just keep it." Yeah. And then that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got. Well, but you still added, you added multiple WBC titles after that, though. You got uh, yeah. WBC Silver Flyweight, WBC International Flyweight. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
we kind of just dumped them off and then started going WBC at that point. So. Yeah, I think um, uh, the promoter at the time that was bringing me out to Mexico decided to just just toss it. Let's just yeah. let's just go for the WBC. I, I don't even think it was that it was that. I think it was um, just the opportunity that I had. I think I was fighting for something else. Yeah. Well, and I mean, everybody knows the WBC is the most uh, notable belt everybody mm -hmm. wants. Belt. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt to add three or four of them. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to have more than one. You couldn't just stuck with the IBF forever. You had to expand. And if no, for sure. And then, sorry about them. Yeah, them. and I would have wanted more, but I think at that time the opportunities weren't there. You know. Yeah. It was hard to get opportunities then. Mm -hmm. We like that. We just there wasn't many opportunities to fight for the belt. So when you got them, you didn't want to turn down yeah um but we talked about this kind of or at least i did in the introductory you shared the ring with so many amazing great fighters definitely top 10 top five fighters um who would you consider was your toughest opponent and why uh i, I think kalisha was even even though i beat her and, and we got the draw I, I i know for sure that she's the, the hardest puncher i've been in the ring with um i think i had to out think her uh with strategy with just even the way i fought more than anyone else right um, yeah even the fight that i lost i remember when i lost to ana maria torres uh i had hurt myself before the fight not that that's an excuse because i walked out of that fight knowing i lost um uh but i just wasn't i wasn't my best that's all you know and she beat me and then uh i lost again at a lower weight class and I remember dying to make, I wasn't dying to make the weight, but I, I do more Struggle. than I used to do because I used to never cut weight. And yeah. weight to me was just such a big deal just to not, you know, eat differently for a whole month. But um, after that loss, I just knew I wasn't myself either. So I guess, you know, saying that I didn't even think I lost at that time. If I look yeah. back now, I probably can see, yeah, I can see how I lost. I thought that the scorecards were horrible. They had me, I think one judge had me winning not one round, yeah. which didn't make sense. Yeah, not at that time with all the people that I had beaten before that, that I yeah. would just go to the ring and not win a round. It, it was just too suspicious to me. Right. Um, but yeah, but for Kalisha, she was just the biggest, the strongest. And her boxing's just really good. Her, her boxing was tight, you know, but yeah. she just didn't have that grit to fight. You know? Yeah. I got you. That makes sense. And I would agree with that. And I met Anne Marie Torres when I fought Mia St. John in Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, seemed like a really, I mean, down to earth, good person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you fight her in Mexico? Yeah, I fought her in, I think, Mexicali. I fought her in Mexico, yeah. And she is very nice. I, I talked to her after that. I even wanted a rematch, but yeah. by the time it all came around, she had her children, and she, I think she was done. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, if that happens. <laughs> That's why I retired after I had my second one. Uh, it happens. Um, but you are definitely an inspiration to so many in the sport. Like I said, I mean, having people reach out and message me I don't know why they don't just ask questions on here, but asking me to ask you questions. Um, but I thought that was good, but definitely an inspiration to many. Um, who would you, who were your role models or mentors that influenced your journey in the ring? Uh, to be super honest, I was never a big boxing fan. I had never even watched a boxing match when I started. 
And I wasn't the kid that said that boxing, if I'm going to be a world champion as a kid. Um, I think when I started boxing, I just knew that I was getting really, really good at this and I, I could I could do it. I could conquer this. And it just became something that I um, was really, I guess, stuck on. Like st stuck, I quit school for it. I went to school for a little bit, uh, left school, but I know my dad, I think my dad, if I really, cause I, like I said, I didn't watch boxing. I, I tried to for a few years and it's just not my biggest, unless it's live, it's not my biggest thing um, to watch. But my dad had just pushed me so hard. He was a amateur as a kid and he never got to turn pro because uh, his health conditions and his asthma, which I have a little bit of, but uh, he taught me so much and I could just see how much he was living through me. And I yeah. think that I, I couldn't let him down. Like I had to just keep doing it and he would just keep showing up. And I don't like putting my family on blast, but he had a problem and just knowing that he was going to the gym and being there for me, I was taking him away from that. And, yeah. and it just was making life for all of us just better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, um, I always say too, same thing when people always talk about it or whatever, I say, even if you don't want to compete, um, as kids, just having the parents put them in the boxing gym, just to give them some extracurricular activity. If they're not really into like sports at school or whatever, just to keep them off the streets and out of trouble. Yeah. Busy, just keeping them busy and occupied. I agree. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. And that's a, great thing for him to be able to share that with you. Mm -hmm. um, people always ask me um, about um, like emotions and things going into the ring. How would you describe the emotions you experienced before stepping into the ring for a significant <laughs> fight? And how do you channel the emotions to perform at your best? I, I don't have anxiety yet. I didn't grow up with all these little issues they have now, but I guess I was just scared. Like every time I walked in the ring, I was scared because you don't know what could happen. Yeah. You just like, I wasn't nervous. I knew what I was doing. I know what was going to happen, but it's just still, even sometimes when I spar, yeah. depending on who it is, like you just get that feeling in your, in your heart and your gut. And you're like, Oh, okay. Hopefully I like, I can, I can pull this off. I can do it. Yeah, and I know everyone says like you're supposed to be positive and you're supposed to know that you won, but there's a lot of there. There, there was a time that I knew that I was gonna win and I didn't, you know. So, yeah. um, or even with sparring, you know, you're gonna beat someone up, but you don't. So I, I think mentally, just being prepared for everything, always have a plan B. Because if you always think you're gonna win, you're not gonna have that plan B. But yeah, I think being scared and just knowing that once that bell rang, it would just go away. I couldn't say yeah. how. This. So that's exactly it too. I mean, that's like to a T because I used to, my husband and I used to laugh so hard because like I'd be fine during training, like pumped up for the fight, like super excited, fine all the way up to the day of like when we're in the dressing room and they're like the wait, waiting, like dressing room, waiting to, to go out. And I would always like, like you said, you just get super scared and like in your mind you're like what the fuck? like what yeah. am i doing like i'm literally voluntarily gonna go out here and i even if i win i'm gonna get hit like mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen um so yeah i would get that's the feelings that i would get with that like scared nervous feeling and then i would always be like okay like i'm ready to go home now 
Yeah. I would yeah. tell him that every single time. I would be like, babe, can we go home now? <laughs> and he would always laugh. But I mean, that's just how like scared or nervous like you would get before. And people always say, oh, I, would, I don't ever get nervous. Like I never, bullshit. If you don't, then there's something wrong with you. That's like, what I always say. If, if you don't get scared, you're crazy. Like, yeah, there's something crazy. seriously wrong with you. Um, <laughs> And people are always like, well, why'd you do it? Well, I don't know. Because once you did the ring walk, it was the, you had that same gut feeling the whole time. But like you said, the minute the bell rings, you meet in the middle, first punch is thrown, it all goes away. Yeah. And it's yeah. fine. It's just, I don't know. To me, it was the anticipation of the wait in the waiting room mm-hmm. to be called out. That was the toughest for me. Um, and then, I don't know. And then there was like, well, I keep going back and doing it. I don't know. Cause I love it. Yeah. It's, just yeah. that, it's just that, that little bit of time right there where it's like what am i doing uh, but other than that it's fine it's just you gotta get past that that hour or however long it is that you're waiting in the room yeah that's why i always love being first i didn't care what card i was on i mean obviously it determines how much you're getting paid but i didn't care about being first <laughs> yeah just like i would yeah i didn't care the worst was when you were the i would think only a couple of times i was the main event or the co-main event but mm-hmm. oh my god you're in there for hours mm-hmm. you're like Jesus christ like can we just go walk around outside or something like yeah. i don't want to sit in here it's nerve-wracking um i think one i the mexico fight i like laid down and took a nap because i was like this sucks Oh, wow. Um, I don't know why I actually fell asleep. I just had to lay there with my headphones on, like, just to try to be distracted. But, yeah, it sucks. That's the only part that sucks. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. But everybody always tells me, other fighters, when I ask about it or whatever, they're like, oh, I don't get nervous. I'm just like, why are you fronting? Like, I know from experience. I don't know why who you're trying to kid. Um, it is what it is. Uh, so we talked about a lot of your accomplishments, a lot of the um, belts and all that with such an impressive list of accomplishments. So which one do you consider to be the best one for you and why? Uh, I think beating Mariana, and even though I didn't get to unify, I think I think that IBF and WBC at the same time was great. And I beat her in her hometown, uh, which you know doesn't happen that often. I had a fair decision. I knew I won. Everybody knew I won the crowd cheered and it was just that moment i've never had that feeling where everybody's where people start crying after i don't don't know if you've done it but i've never cried after (laughs) winning a a championship and i'm trying to think i don't i didn't cry i don't think i cried at all even the one in mexico when i beat mia st john for the belt Mm -hmm. i don't think i cried afterward i think I, i was super excited because it was in mexico and she wanted the rematch in mexico and I knew she had a great relationship with the WBC. Yeah. Um, so I was super nervous about them giving her the fight, even though I knew that I was going to win the fight, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won a unanimous decision over there, which was phenomenal to do in Mexico. And like Mauricio Suleiman was sitting ringside. Like they were all ringside. Like Don King, yeah. like everybody was there. It was like phenomenal. That's my father was there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was awesome. But yeah, I that was just like, but I don't think I cried. I don't think I cried after. I might have maybe in the locker room when I called home and told them I won. <laughs> maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I did. I was just super excited. Yeah. I don't know that feeling. I, I, I remember being afterwards and just being like, first off, you just want to go home, like you said. Yeah, like, like you're just tired. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know how people go out and party after they fight. I really don't. I don't even have it in me. But um, yeah, I, I, that was just the best, the best accomplishment. I can't say. It was a tough fight also. I think it was just tough because I felt like I was fighting the fans too, you know. But Yeah. Well, and then to have that, was that in her hometown too? Hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. from Mexico City. And then on yeah. top of that, I'm fighting in the altitude. I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting the pollution. Yeah, it's different. Everything. And boxing over there is, I mean, it's like life. That's mm -hmm. why I explain it to people. Um, it was the best experience I ever had. I had to be yeah. for YouTube. You had to be there for like a whole week, but of all the public workouts and the public weigh-ins and like all this mm -hmm. crap we had to do but um you couldn't go anywhere without being attacked by fans and i mean we were like you and i we were the opponents coming in mm -hmm. so you wouldn't have expected people to want your autograph or your picture or no, but they did but they did i mean they yeah. treated you like a superstar over there and everybody knew who you were like everybody you couldn't go anywhere without people stopping you um which was like, I know what it feels like to be a superstar. Cause you don't get that here. Like no. I didn't, that didn't, that doesn't happen very, it didn't happen to me very often in the States, but over there it was freaking crazy. Yeah. It was, it was crazy, but to go in the underdog or the opponent will say not underdog necessarily. But the, another thing that was so exciting for me was it was in a huge, huge auditorium. And I just have a picture where I went all the way to the top and took a photo, like down to the ring, just because it was like, just like so awesome that yeah. like fighting there um but i remember like first walking out and like getting booed and because everybody obviously was cheering for her um and then like halfway like the half the fight like getting booed or whatever but by the end like being cheered like mm -hmm. them chanting my name at the end and then you know that's when you know you won over the crowd yeah that, I think it was what made it so much more, I guess, special. That's probably why that fight meant a lot to you too, was to turn the fans to your favor mm -hmm. is a huge accomplishment because that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that's awesome. Yeah, I always tell everybody, that was my favorite place ever, that I ever fought was over there. I almost moved there until I met until I met my boyfriend here. I almost moved there. Yeah, I, it, it's like, even almost like boxing overseas is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. um, everywhere really but yeah mexico i mean it was it was crazy. like if i yeah i would like to have a, a fight career in mexico because yeah it's awesome over there yeah I mean, they treat you like royalty over there when you're when you're a fighter mm -hmm. i agree um but we talked about different fighters younger fighters um such a successful female boxers yourself what message would you give to aspiring young girls who dream of pursuing a career in this sport uh, I would tell them don't give up, and it's hard. Like, it's it's not easy. I think, um, yeah, boxing is one of those things that you just have to really, really want it. And even then, you're still gonna have setbacks, and you're yeah. still gonna have to want it more than anything else in the world, and and just stay dedicated. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a. A, a hater. I know. I know it's still hard for women, and they still don't get paid well. I know we get to see a few scattered here and there that are making better money, but I, I um, I would just always say, don't. You can have a backup plan. Don't want to call it a backup plan, but always find another craft you're good at. Just be good yeah. at something else and have boxing, and then yeah. just you're just good at both. That's that's 
the best advice that I think I could give anyone. Yeah. Um, before I quit school, I did get my associates, but um, I learned bookkeeping to the T, you know, and that was just the one thing that I always thought was was good. And and even though I haven't had to use it, I've always made money other ways. But uh, just when it comes to boxing, just always always have something else that's going to bring income in to support yourself. Always believe in yourself and just to see through see through the hate. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to have a backup plan or a a, a B plan. Mm -hmm. It's better today, like you said, but not everybody's getting that luxury. Only a select few are getting that luxury right now. Yeah, it'll change, but um, yeah, they're definitely getting paid more, but still, some of them still can't do it as a full time career. It's just too hard. Um, we talk about this a lot on this show. Um, every one of the female fighters in the whole entire world has dealt with a lot of BS um, in the male dominant sport of boxing. Um, can you share some of the things that you've had to deal with or go through that you just shouldn't have had to see or do? Uh, you know, I think the worst part is is dealing with trainers, male trainers who think that that they can hit on you and, and get too close. Like that always bothered me. Yeah. Uh, I got no names to give out, but I just know there's been some trainers out there across the line uh, yeah. plenty of times. And I've never been, I'm not there for, I'm not boxing for this reason. You know what I mean? Also, we've had, I've had promoters lie about signing. I remember when I fought on Oscar De La Hoya's card, um, Golden Boy Promotions. I was the only knockout the whole this is when I knocked out another girl that I was smaller at that time. It was at like one, uh, one ten or one to what, maybe one ten, and I was the only knockout on the whole card. And he came up and he's like, "I'm gonna sign you and this and that," and I never heard from them again. And uh, I forget his name. And then I remember when I I had messaged him later on. I think when Facebook was on, he said, "We'll never sign a woman. We'll never put a woman on TV." And I'm like, "Well, they did when." You know, Layla was around. What's changing? Right. But, uh, yeah, that was rough just to hear them say that to you. It's just kind of like. To build your hopes, get your hopes up, and then just to be a complete jackass. Then I've had some women come along and try to take advantage of the situation, uh, saying that, oh, well, we're going to make money doing this, and I got this promoter, and I got this promoter, and. At the end of the day, I hate to say it like this. I don't know whose dick they're sucking to get some me somewhere, but at the end of the road, they want to cut my money and pay them, and I just yeah. wasn't for it. I wasn't for it at all. Or even yeah. just people. I'm pretty sure you probably dealt with this. People who think that you wouldn't be where you're at without them. Yes. That part, that part gets me so heated, only because it's like I did this. I got in the ring. I trained every day. I'm the one who got up every morning and ran. Exactly. So for people to say that, and for male or woman, I think it's just yeah. the pain. And I'll say that to your face. Like, you wouldn't be where you were if it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Right. The only you credit were- I give to my whole career is my first coach. I wouldn't be anywhere over here if it wasn't for him, the person yeah. who taught me in my craft. But any coach who came after, anyone, no, none of those people get, get to say that. None of yeah. them. No, they teach you stuff and they help you and they guide you in directions and stuff. They're not the ones that are actually in there. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason why I say my first coach, because I probably would never would have boxed if it wasn't for him. Like, like I said, I didn't even watch boxing. So it's not like 
I kind of fell into it and just was good at it. And, uh, and I was passionate about it also. You know, I, I wanted to be there every day. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the connection that you get with someone that's like once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You don't get that very often. <clears throat> um, so the question that the person messaged me and asked me to ask you was, <laughs> <in> 20... <laughs> so if you're listening, I'm asking her your question. Um, 2015, you tried out for the WWE Tough Enough. <laughs> Tell us about that experience. <laughs> And what motivated you to try wrestling? Okay, I, I did it because I got the call for it. And someone's like, just do it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's just Why go not? out there and see what we can do. And I could say it might be the most fucked up thing I've seen in my life. Like, when we talk about Hollywood, I get it. Because that's all, like, WWE is. And, and it's acting. There's no... Maybe some people have a passion, but I, I would guarantee most of them probably don't. Uh, I remember going out to Florida. I remember them packing us in. and I remember when they took us into the room, there's all kinds of people from different walks of life. But you could see the ones that, that were favored or the ones that were good at what knew what they were doing because you had you know, girls who had acted before. Um, uh, I think there was like a motorcycle girl um and a few other girls like just real pretty girls too the real pretty ones then you had the guys with all of the 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 steroids looking good those were the guys who made it farther and then you had like it was just characters you had the athlete that pretended like he was sucked at everything and i was like i'm just gonna go there and try my best yeah and and beat me so that's what i did and I felt so bad because I got kicked off that first the first day I got kicked off of the show. That's why I'm not even probably um, in any of the the, the seasonal highlights of, of that show at all. I think the next if you made it to the next the next one that you you were included. But I remember sitting next to me. I, I didn't care. I was like, well, I got a free trip. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna eat some food and meet some people, and it's not that bad. But there was a guy next to me who was bawling his eyes out. He he was so passionate about wrestling. He, this was the first time he had ever been on a plane, first time he'd ever been anywhere. He showed me his photos. He he would go to schools in his small city and town and neighboring towns with a bunch of with a bunch of people, and they were just so passionate about like they would have their own shows. Wow. He showed me the video. I'm like, the video is real bad. Obviously, you know, this was that that long ago. But um, but he was so passionate about it, and they kicked him off the first day. I mean, I get why I got kicked off, but why did this guy get kicked off? Right. Like, he's been practicing this since he was a kid. He was so passionate, and that's when I thought, like, man, this is such bullshit. Like, yeah. Like at least in boxing, if you're really good, you might not win over the promoters and the fans with with the way that you talk, but yeah. you know the way you fight, you know. Right. But with this, he knew everything to do, but for some reason, he, they just didn't want it. Even though yeah. he's probably the best one for the job, and that just made me feel so bad about it, and, and it just, I just turned my, I turned my face to it, and, and I just didn't like it. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, he was very intrigued to to know about that. Uh, but still, a good experience to preach it. Kind of fun, but it was interesting. Yeah, definitely a whole different world over there. 
Um, Joel Jennings chimes in and wants to know how old were you when you first train when your first trainer got you into boxing? How long after that before you turned pro? Uh, I walked into the gym at 13 years old and I started sparring at 14. So I would say I had my first um, amateur fight at 14 and turned pro like two days after I turned 19. I was hoping that I would get pro and get a fight before before and be 18, but I was 19 when I turned pro and and God, it just feels like so so long so long ago. I don't feel that old. I know when I get in the ring, I feel old, but I in my head, I just feel like man, I still can do this. I can easily. Yeah. Well, I know they can't beat me, but I, I feel you. I mean, you're only as old as you feel, one. <laughs> but I mean, now you have—I don't know—you just have the experience. But it was a long. When you think about it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> can't even lie to you. It was a while ago. Um, but speaking of the WWE, you also made your pro debut and crossed over into the MMA world, 2019. Um, had two fights in the cage. What made you decide to try out MMA? Uh, it's the same thing as the wrestling thing. It was like, why not? Like, just try it out and see if you like it. And I actually really like it. I I know I got um, I got choked out in my second fight. But I can honestly say this from a boxer's point of view because maybe I didn't get beat up. Like, some these guys get tore up sometimes. Yeah. In but I think the fight is easier. The actual yeah. fight in MMA is easier, but the training is harder than boxing. But even getting choked out, I was like, oh, man, I didn't get my ass whooped. You know, like, yeah. I didn't get my face smashed in. You didn't even tap out. Yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, I can understand some people, like, they get their arms broken. They get their, their ankles broken. Like, things get broken. I didn't have that. I didn't have that experience. I just got choked out. And, yeah. and I, got, I only got choked out to the point where I was about to um, – I didn't get – I didn't go unconscious. No, which, he thought you – I think he thought you were unconscious because he lifted your arm or whatever. And he yeah, yeah. I was standing there with, and I'm, I'm sitting there with my eyes closed because I remember exactly what was going on because my boyfriend does MMA, so, and he's put me in pl plenty of uh, rear naked chokes, but um, the transition to it, and I'm like, fuck, I'm fucked right here. Like, there's nothing I can do. She's got, a, she's got a body lock. Like, either I sit here, and I was like, oh shit, and I closed my eyes, and my arm went numb. And I think, because I think that someone had commented on my page too about faking it. Like, there's no reason for me to fake it. Yeah, why would you fake it? I would have just fell down. But uh, no, I didn't go out. And but there was nothing at that point. If I look back, I didn't. I haven't even watched the fight because I'm so embarrassed about it. But I already know what happened. I was there. Uh, but I did get out a few other um, submissions, which I am proud of for the the. The little bit of jujitsu that I have done, but I would do it again. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, I think it's fun. I enjoy it. I mean, I don't like getting kicked in the leg, but I mean, what can you say? I don't like getting punched in the face either. Right. I would do it again, and and you know, my boxing, like I said, is not over. I, I know I'm I'm almost 35, but I've trained my whole life, and I've stayed active my whole life, and I've made sure that even getting in the ring, I got, I just. No one knows it on, on on the internet, but I just had a baby, and my first my first little girl. I fought four months after having this one. He made me fat, so I, I couldn't I couldn't fight. I, I wanted to fight. Uh, I think boys do that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know mine did. You mine did too. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> well, he's three months now, and I've already been sparring for the last month. You know, so I mean, it's not easy. Obviously, I still have um, not complications, but I still have problems from from the pregnancy that are bothering me. But uh, I still even with this whole Marlon thing going on, like, I don't think she can beat me. And she's not that much older than me. So, I mean, she's not, the, I'm not that much older than her. I think I'm only older than her by a year. And a lot of these girls aren't that young as well. I think Michaela Mayer's in her thirties. Yeah. Um, Alicia Bumgarner is 29. I think Sinisa Estrada's 20, 29. Like they're not, they're not babies. No, they're not young. No, no they're 18, you know, um, the girl from Ireland, I just uh, Katie Taylor, she's not young, you know. Uh, Serrano, they're all in my age range, you know. And yeah. I kept up boxing. The only difference is I just had two kids in, in the middle of the, the past what, four years, three years. So it's been that's been hard. Um, and there's having that mentality of people being like, "Oh, you're done, you're done." Is another reason why I never told anyone I had another baby. I mean, I just went silent on Instagram. Yeah. You did. It was news to me, and I was—that was the next question. Was going to be you haven't fought since 2021. Um, are you officially calling yourself retired or planning to fight again? But we now know the answer to that. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't give it up. I know I can still win. I told myself after having my daughter that I was going to win another world title, and and I know I can do it. It just yeah. happened. That I, you know, not he's not a, he's not a, uh, an accident, but uh, he just popped up in the wrong time and. I said, you know what? But at that time, I had fought four months after having her. I was trying to get a fight right after, and, and my manager at that time was trying, trying his best, and and we couldn't get anything. And then, you know, I, I like said, I got pregnant. So I guess he's out now. I'm not. I'm done. I'm not having any more. And I'm gonna make sure that I'm focused on the ring, and we'll see. Yeah. So then the big question. Well, I guess Joel wants to know when you expect. When you expect the Esparza fight, you've hinted it on social media. Um, you are pending retirement. She's not retired. Mm. Um, how many more fights can we expect? And what is next for you after boxing or MMA? Mm. So Esparza, I, I don't know. I don't know how it is with Golden Boy. I know I, I don't have a promoter right now. I'm not with um, Mayweather Promotions anymore. So there's a possibility they could call me. And... Uh, I know that they know how to get a hold of me if they want that fight. Um, I, I couldn't anticipate me have being ready for that fight t until the end of the year, which I'm okay with. I, I'll fight as far as if they call me and they say, "Hey, you gotta do this." I'll do it. You know, like yeah. I, said, I got weight to lose. I had the baby, but I know I can do it. I, her last three fights that she had, they were gifts. Yeah. Like I watched. I didn't watch the last one, but I watched the highlights, and I'm like, man, I don't understand. Maybe from the highlights, it, it looked at the way it did. And then the other two fights, um, the girl that I lost to, she fought. I didn't think she beat her. So it was tough. And she's been having those hometown decisions. And um, But I'll fight her. And, I, and, and I'll, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to beat the brakes off, off of her. But I, if anyone's talented enough to beat her, it's me. Just tell it like it is, Ava. Tell them, tell them how it is. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be one of those people to talk shit and then you know gets beat up. She can't beat me up though. I've I've already sparred her. You know we have beef from before, uh, but 
it's because I helped her. I helped her with sparring, and all of a sudden she comes back and starts talking trash about me on Twitter. When I helped her, you know, and I drove my little way out to go see her and help her out with sparring, and when I tell her no, she, she started calling me names on Twitter, which is a very little girl thing to do. So, I don't know. I, I hope that fight can happen. I hope it happens, too. Um, but before we officially hang up the gloves, aside from we know we want Esparza, um, you mentioned a few other names. Who else is on your hit list before retirement? I would love to fight uh, Serrano. I know I'm, I I was never a champion at that weight class. I've never really been um, big enough for that weight class. But I think I come from the era where you fight the best till you're done. Yeah. You know, I, and obviously I don't want to – I would never quit after a loss. But – if anyone, I think size matters in this fight, so yeah. I don't have to be to my T. But I know for a fact that that I can, I can go toe to toe with Serrano. I know it for a fact. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't really know who else is. You know, there's a lot more 125ers, um, but it's just really can I can I get that big and stay that big? Yeah. That's gonna be my next, my next. Right, you can bulk up enough. Mm -hmm. So we'll see about. I don't think 112 is, is where I want to be at. I would fight Esparza at 112, but other than that, I know people have talked about Sunisa Estrada, which I think she's too small. Um, I know if she wants to make her way, she'll fight Esparza again, but I yeah. think if she wants to make her way up to 112, she should she should fight at the next weight class and then get to 112. And, and I think she'll be really good at that. I think yeah. I think any any actual ideas of us fighting are probably long gone um i would love to see you in the ring with Baumgartner. i i think she's a little too big but i i don't at the same time i i wouldn't mind doing that either i wouldn't yeah. mind I saw her last fight and i think she looks amazing but i think that i just think that would be a very very good matchup yeah i think i've been with a lot of good good fighters in the ring and i think she's got like a short range of of the like the last few that she's been in the ring are really good and I think that it's it'd probably be an even match. Yeah. And I mean it could be undisputed. I need to get my weights on. Get your weights on. Yeah. You gotta bulk up. You gotta get those <laughs> muscles like she's got going. Uh, but I mean I don't know. I just think that would be a very, very good um competitive fight. And hey you could undisputed yeah, I, I mean, that would be cool. I, I think at this time now, the, it's the best to fight the Undisputed Girls so you don't have to go fight all the champions. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got to fight one to get the belts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be so excited. If, I think if next year is going to be the year for anyone, I think I'm going to come out, you know, uh, ready ready for whatever someone asks of me. I Guns blazing. Like I said, I'm going to be working on those weights. I do want to get bigger because I think the better fights are at the bigger weights. And yeah. I, I I have not lost a fight at 112. I, I'm yeah. undefeated at 112 pounds. Um, I fought all the way up to – I fought Kalisha at 118, which I never um, – I was never that big at that time. But I think after having two kids, I'm a little bigger. So Yeah. I'll be you ready. Can you easily do the 118, 126? I think so. Yeah. Well, and there's 118, 122, 126. You got at least good three options. Yeah. You can go to 130. I bet you could do it. 
Yeah, I just got them chicken legs I gotta work on. That's what it is. <laughs> I think like you said you thought I was bigger because I have a good upper body. I'm I do. You look naturally bigger than 112. Like I'm not even gonna lie. And maybe that's because we never see your legs in the photos really. Yeah. And they're, no, they're, my legs are skinny. They're like my dad's. They're just I got a little scrawny. Doing some squats or something. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of the women's boxing of today, we kind of tiptoed around it, but what do you think of the women today? I mean, what do you think of the fighters today? I'm, I'm happy about it. I think that it's amazing that these girls are being successful and there are a lot of good women out there. Like, yeah. again, like Serrano's really good. Uh, Garner, I actually was so impressed with their last fight. Um, I didn't really know too much about her opponent, so I don't know if the, the level was the same, but she looked yeah. good. You got Katie Taylor, you have even the Kayla Mayer, like they're, they're, and then there's girls coming after that. I think there's so much talent. So yeah, there's a lot of them coming up even after them now, like that are mm -hmm. just starting to come through. Yeah, and the only thing that I hate that right now that all I know is about is those girls. That's what I hate. Is, yeah. is only because those are the girls that get put on TV. I wish those I knew more about like spotlighted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wish that they knew more. more about like how they used to have, um, I think Top Rank used to do it. I haven't seen it in a while where they do the fights where the, what do they call them? It was like future fighters. That's not what they called it, but that's the best. Oh, like, um, like the up and coming fighters. Yeah, so up and coming fighters. And they used to do a whole cards, obviously with a good um, main event, but they used to do cards like that. And, and like I said, I watch boxing when it's live. I yeah. feel like we're missing that in boxing today. Now it's just big fights. We just want yeah, big like all the undercard fights kind of suck, and then you just mm -hmm. got like the two main fights that are good. So it's like you yeah. don't want to watch the undercards anymore because they they're usually not very good. Yeah, but they need to be competitive. But those need to be the people that they put on, you know, or they yeah. find just some name of someone who has no fights and puts them on a main card, which I don't understand because they're just throwing them bums. And we all yeah. know. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. Yeah, they really should do that. Like, just go to all the up and coming people from the. I mean, because there's so many of them now that are coming from the Olympics or like the trials or all of that different stuff. And yeah, when they turn pro, like, throw all the up and coming superstars that they are. We should be following on a card and have them be the undercard fights. That's maybe yeah, sure. Um, is there any fighters of today that you're like really like a fan of? Uh, I think when I saw uh, Bumgarner's last fight, I became a fan. I thought she looked crisp. She looked good. Uh, her speed was good. And uh, just everything that she did to that girl that she was fighting. Um, I think other than that, I, I, I don't really know if I'm like a huge, huge fan of anyone that I would be like, I'm watching their fights. I just in general, like, again, I'm not, I'm not huge in boxing, not really much of anything, but... Um, yeah, I would say her for sure. Gotcha. Um, explain to everyone how boxing has helped you outside the ring in your everyday life. Uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, being around men all the time, all day, I just get uh, – you just get smarter with the world because it is a man's world. When you spend all day with men, you find out how they really are. I think you know how to deal with all situations of life. Yeah. Even like I said, I, I, I um, grew up with my dad training me and, and just being like, if you have an off day, nobody cares. You need yeah. to get up there and still perform. You feeling, you crying, 
all night, nobody cares. You need to go out and do what you need to do. Like there's yeah. no there's no sucking it up. I mean, you have to suck everything up. Like there's no there's no crying about things, there's no complaining, there's no anxiety. I feel like the world has gotten a little soft. Uh, I think I think boxing is one of those things that still keeps men masculine. And I know mm -hmm. that's a whole probably topic on its own. But just being around masculinity and not having it tainted with a world of just women women saying that it's it's uh it's bad because it's such a masculine sport even the women yeah. who do it the ones who are, are more masculine i don't mean taking roids or anything like that but just generally are grittier can talk shit, can um like be on their way and do things or a little more masculine they, they do better they do better in boxing yeah. you know I, I couldn't say there's a lot of girly girls that are on the top you know that you just know our girly girl. Maybe they act like it. So I forgot even what I was talking about. I'm sorry. That's a that's a mom thing for you. <laughs> um, and and being in boxing. I don't know. I always I always use boxing. I forgot because I've taken too many one too many punches. Mm. I, I think I have to being yeah. being too acting too tough all the time in the ring. Yeah, I got you. Well, <laughs> yeah, because when you take when you'll take one or two to give that good one, then that's what happens. Yeah. Also, if there's any coaches watching or anything, um, even you, there's something called lion's mane. And uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, there's something called lion's mane, which is um, a, 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 a mushroom that you can take in an extract. And they've, they've done studies on it that uh, almost like psychedelics, that it actually sparks sparks them. See, I can't talk right now. It's that mom brain. Where where uh, when your brain communicates with each other, right? It it when you get hit in the head, those things get broken. Yeah. It actually is one of the one things that um, repair them. Really. So I think anyone who has a kid, a, child, a young young kid in boxing should start them on there as young as possible. It's not expensive now. I'm sure it will become expensive um, with inflation. I guess. Yeah, you can do that with any um, like combat sport. Yeah, yeah. I, I would football even or mm -hmm. yes, yeah, football even soccer. I think soccer players get knocked out a lot. Which yeah, that's crazy. Like, I never uh, mushrooms, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mushrooms actually. I mean, if you want to take psychedelic ones, they do it too. But <laughs> lion's mane is the one that that I take. I take it every day. It's good. It's good for memory. I know mom brain is a whole different story, but I know yeah. getting in the head, it's supposed yeah, to be. I should look into that because I really think that's why I forget a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, shit, what was I going to say? I don't even know now. Just never mind. <laughs> and I'm like, I seriously think it's, I I don't know, maybe it's not boxing, but that's what I could, I always say is. I've just been hit too many times. My memory is just, I'm losing it. Just well, at least you still talk straight, right? Something I can still else. talk straight. Like, I'm still all good. Um, my limbs are all still intact. Um, I can remember most things. Like I said, like, some shit I just don't remember. It could just be because I'm getting old, too. I don't know. Getting older, not old. Yeah. We're not old, but getting older. I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, is there anything, though, that we didn't talk about that you want to let people know or you want to talk about before we uh, wrap things up here? 
Not really. I, th I think that last comment is funny. That is. I Oh, yeah. He says, don't get boxing canceled. LOL. We can't even talk a, um, a country song now. Take a country song now. Yes. We're talking about, and I thought that was funny too when I read that because you can't cancel a person, okay? I, apparently you can. I feel like some of these people get, well, taken out, but that's a, that's a, like you said, a whole a conspiracy uh, podcast on its own, but no, boxing is masculine. It's going to stay masculine. Just like MMA, those girls that do the best, or I don't want to say that. I think boxing, they've kept it pretty. The girls have stayed pretty pretty. You know, in an MMA, it's, they are a little butchier. Um, not saying there are any butchers in female boxing, because there are. But, um, yeah, it's a very masculine sport. It should stay masculine. There should never be any woman who comes into it and says it shouldn't be. And I, I really have that view on it. I don't even know why canceling people and taking away their voice or our, our, our amendment rights is another thing, you know. Yeah, that's a whole show in itself. <laughs> we could go on for days about that stuff. Um, trying to cancel people, cancel music, cancel kids' books, cancel kids' movies. Like what? Yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, non-boxing related, but um, yeah, um, sometimes I think the world today scares me. I don't know where to do. Um, Joel says, "Congrats on the second child. I look forward to seeing you in many more fights and collecting many more belts in the future." As I'm Great. sure. Thank you, thank you, Joel. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you on your social media if they're not already following you, so they can stay connected with the upcoming news. Uh, I, I just have Instagram, which is at Ava Knight with dots in between Ava. I did get back on Facebook. I have my Facebook page to back up. I'm not on it very often. So if you do write something, I probably won't see it for a week or two. Um, and I do. I just started making my own soap just in That's case I want to do that. Ava Organics. Um, I'm going to start selling on Etsy. I just got tired of all the, the chemicals that people put in. in uh, in our food and our and our products and our skincare and, and I'm just I'm fed up so well I'm gonna have to look into that for sure mm -hmm. yeah 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 I think it's cool yeah. ingredients too but again back to boxing but um yeah for boxing just everybody go. follow her for to get all your products too mm -hmm. I'm digging it um, and also everybody um, be on the lookout because Ava is not retired and she will be Hitting the ground running, 2024, coming in hot. Definitely. I'll definitely be looking forward to that. Um, well, um, that's all I have for you today. I appreciate you taking the time. I think we had a perfect timing because I hear. You hear them in the background? I hear them in the background. Um, I don't know which one that is because I, I can't tell if it's older or a newborn. It's, it's the newborn. Yeah. Okay. Waking up. So that, that was perfect timing. You just sit down. And we that mom vibe. We got the mom vibe. Like I yeah. needed to wrap it up. Um, no, but I appreciate you. It's been awesome talking to you. I look forward to the future. Um, if you need anything, let me know. Um, but it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, you two tell everybody say hello and go love them babies. All right, everybody, thank you again so much for joining me tonight on another special episode of No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. 
I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Uh, please do like, subscribe, and share the episodes out for me, all right? Spread the word. Let everybody know about No Punches Pulled with No Mercy so we can get more people in here talking, commenting, asking questions um, each week so we can just keep growing, all right? We got some amazing stories, and everybody should hear them. So make sure you guys are letting people know to come watch every Tuesday night here. Um, there's also a donate button down below. If you guys are feeling generous, the donations go straight to me um, to run the show and keep things going. Um, but if not, I just appreciate your company. Thank you, Joel, so much for commenting. Um, Eddie Barrington, thank you. Um, Legends love it. Um, thank you guys for joining me. All of you, those of you that are not commenting but are here, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every week. Um, do make sure you're following me on my social media platforms as well so you can stay informed about who's going to be on the show from week to week. I have two accounts, of course, No Punches Pulled with No Mercy, the podcast page, and then my personal page is under, uh, my boxing page is under Brooke, No Mercy, Deerdorf, hashtag Millbrook. Um, that way you can see who's going to be on before they're on and get a little bit of background on them. Um, but again, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in with me tonight. I will see you all again, same time, same place next week with the next special episode of No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. But until then, punch hard because nothing else matters. Good night, y'all.